Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Soulbox Radio presents Evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Disney. Hi. Welcome to Evolve. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney. I'm your host for today, and I have a special guest, Gashida Kiwak, who is a medicine person, seer, tribal elder, and leader of Earth-based spirituality. Her groundbreaking work in shamanic soul-based energy medicine pioneers the bridge between ancient tribal teachings and contemporary counseling practices. Uh, she has a number of songs uh, in the spirit of song lines. Gashida moves between Toronto, Lakefield, and Avalon Retreat Center in Canada in the Madawaska Valley. She travels. <laughs> is that, did I say that right? Madawaska. <laughs> Madawaska. Okay. She travels extensively to sacred sites around the world and stewards North American sacred sites known as the Avalon Retreat Center and Magdalene. Her work with the alignment of the earth energies is highly respected by both researchers and participants within the earth mysteries movement. In 2011, Gashida Kiwak's eldership was consecrated, acknowledging her in the eyes of her community and tribe as an elder and peacemaker, peacekeeper. From this day forward, she's known as messenger of mother of the mother. Welcome, Gashida. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you very much. It's really wonderful to be here and to meet you. Yeah. So I wanted to hear more about your background. We had a little conversation before we started, but if you could tell our listeners how you got to be doing what you're doing, because I know we all have our journeys, um, but yours is so unique. I wanted to share that with our listeners. Well, um, my I come from seers and healers from both sides of my family. Um, my mother was Seneca, and she married a gypsy Mediterranean um, man from Italian, Italy, who came to Canada to get away from persecution in Europe, and they met, and they were tribal people um, who had met, um, and so she was Seneca, and he was gypsy, um, and they had my mother. Um, and my mother was also a seer, a seer and a healer. And my mother met my father, who was Irish, Celtic, and he came from Sears. And so it's it's kind of an eclectic um, uh, healing, teaching energy. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we really love it. <laughs> <laughs> because basically we all love the earth. Yeah. So my, my grandparents were very connected to the earth, although they came from very different backgrounds. They really met in their community um, around the earth and um, that earth spirituality. Wow, that's wonderful. So you have, you studied with your grandmother, is that right? Yes, yeah, so I studied with my adopted grandmother, Grandmother Twyla of the Seneca Wolf Clan, um, and she was my primary um, elder and teacher, in particular to the um, medicine wheel, um, mm-hmm. which we study. Um, in which I um, have integrated over 30 years now, um, also with the Celtic wheel, which we call the wisdom. So now we call them in my tradition and in our school um, and in our lodge the wisdom wheels because we've come to understand that every tradition actually has their own medicine wheels and ancient teachings. Um, And for us, too, in the Seneca tradition, the medicine wheel is the foundation of truth. Mm -hmm. And so we we are instructed to build our life on the wheel 
And each of us has 13 gifts and abilities that we come into the world with that are represented by sound and by color. Mm. And these are charted on the medicine wheel. Mm -hmm. And so in this tradition, um, it is really the only tradition that I know where you can chart your soul. Mm. Mm. And so you can actually see who you are um, vibrationally, if you will, Uh and um, what your actual gifts of birth are. Um, and so, and it's based on truth. It's not a subjective thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's quite it's quite it's quite an amazing teaching. Um, and so, over the years in in my work um, with the medicine wheel, um, I began to kind of understand that that all the wheels kind of come together. Um, and what's really exciting about um, again the medicine wheel and the Seneca tradition is it just really honors that all of us you know, have this relationship with Creator and that um, she loves us and that every one of us was given a medicine bag. Every mm-hmm. one of us is unique and special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all really bring have something as a soul um, to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's so valuable. Uh, the the uh, medicine wheel, or as, as some people call it, the Celtic cross, the circle with the equidistant cross, tells us so much about uh, the earth and ourselves as the earth, not not anywhere separate. It, it really is our journey as the earth, as earth and sky and all of it together. Uh, absolutely. And again, and, and just to clarify again, the stone people, the tree people, the creature teachers, you know, all of creation has a medicine wheel. Mm-hmm. And again, this is really how... Um, you know, creation talks to itself, and we see it so linearly in our intellectualizations, mm-hmm. um, and nothing is really, like, you, you know, when you go to a petroglyph, you know, you never see a straight line, but just, you'll find a circle, right? right. Um, and so the ancestors of all tribes around the world, you know, knew that, um, and so it's really that that learning to look and to think circularly in a creative manner, um, is, is kind of a big part of it. And that's mm-hmm. really, again, um, I think what makes it one, the medicine wheel wonderful because there's so, there, you can put anything on a medicine wheel and learn from it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and, and all the spaces in between as well, you know, all the different places between the, the south and the west and the, all of the different areas. I'm sure there's tremendous teaching in between the in between the directions and the yeah and 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 then people get you know like they don't want you know people sometimes they think don't approach the medicine wheel and you and I talked a little bit about this because mm-hmm. you know you want to be honoring and respectful to indigenous traditions and right. um, and this is really what I enjoy about my own grandmother and and is that you know we understand that as peacemakers it's our our goal to actually share it with the whole of the earth tribe right. Uh, and that is why, you know, for myself, I just share this with you, um, that I'm currently writing a book called 13 Canoes. Oh, great. And it's the amalgamation of the medicine wheel, but also the other, the Celtic calendar and the other wisdoms, mm-hmm. the wheels that I've studied. Because mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to create something that was honoring and respectful to my ancestry, but also make it really accessible to the earth drop. Right. And so that people could feel comfortable exploring it as um, a tradition that they could take into their own into their own own journeys. Right, 
And as you say, Earth tribe, meaning anyone that that feels connected with the Earth, really, it's really all of us. Isn't that right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's really the message is from right. the Mother Earth. And a big part of our tradition is, you know, we're, we're done not getting along. We all live here. And right. particularly how important for those brothers and sisters out there, and there's a lot of us who are living in a sustainable manner or seeking sustainable conversation with the natural world. Um, and it's, you know, we, we, we will gather. We are going to make a difference because mm -hmm. we're in every country and in every language. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're living in this time now where it's time to see each other. And so it's not the time of separation. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, that's what my grandmother talked to me about, that we live in the fourth world was known, you know, as the time of separation. Mm -hmm. And that this is the time now where we, you know, we can see each other. Mm -hmm. It's time to see each other and to honor that we are all part of one tribe. Right, right. That's such an important message. Um, when you bring those messages through, do you, are, are you channeling them or are you connecting with your own soul and bringing them through? I, this question is just coming up here, so I am going to go with Well, it. you know, that kind of branches into, you know, the medicine wheel really taught me about vibration and frequency mm -hmm. and truth. Mm -hmm. and, and so um, I think we're all channels. Um, for the creation and that's again where our 13 gifts come in and how, how we choose to receive them or not receive them depending on our belief systems and so um, I'm certainly a channel of light and I have a strong connection um, but I'm not a you know for me and in, in our tradition we understand that our goal our goal is to bring the our soul here Right. And that's the work in the spiritual journey. Right. And so, you know, I have evolved my mental and emotional body to make the marriage of my soul and my personality so that um, I don't have to leave to know what she's saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's merged, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I teach this. This is what I teach my students who study with me. Um, in what we call archetypal shamanic energy medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's about color, sound, and frequency, um, and really supporting people as a soul, not really a personality, mm -hmm. um, and not supporting people's emotional bodies, and, and which is really immature. Like, the, the problem on the planet is we're emotionally immature. Right. And, and so people who are on the path, um, they go through a lot of lessons and learnings and they have these belief systems that it's their karma or they're bad or they're wrong or they might, you know, they have, you know, and it comes through their, their, their messages and their connection then comes through those um, mental and emotional body belief systems. Right. And so in our work with sound and in shamanic medicine, you know, you evolve your mental and emotional body because your responsibility is to become your medicine room. Right. And when you are who you are, then, you know, you have this connection. And so for me, I have that connection. I had it, I've had it most of my life. Yeah. But, you know, I've really learned to integrate the powerful energies, um, which I've also received from around the world so mm -hmm. I from the different sacred sites that I've gone to 
I've aligned myself to the mother and to the teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had, like, amazing experiences, but then also, you know, times where I've had to really be alone or work on myself because, you know, you're, that's shamanic death, right? The personality right. Right. Uh, isn't really ru- ruling the journey. Right. And so these days, um, you know, I feel, you know, it's important to talk about it. So I really appreciate you saying that. And I really feel, you know, we're all channels of light. And I I really don't understand why people want to talk to dead people. I just think it's really important to apply directly to the light, to the higher power. We always ask to um, apply for the highest and greatest good and to apply to the highest, to whatever that is, the universal mother, father, and and then we kind of leave it up to that energy to decide who's coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. Because they're pretty much, you know, if they send a secretary, like they usually send someone. Like I always <laughs> like to say, no one phones home and doesn't get a call back, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, and I, I just kind of wait, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's Archangel Michael or sometimes it's an ancestor from, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, and it's, it's just always very different depending on kind of who's around. But mm-hmm. my main teacher is the Great Mother Goddess because... She is my liberator, and she is the liberator of all of us because she is that from which all things come from. Right. And when we honor her, and I'm not talking about gender, no. then we give birth to the sacred masculine, which is the Merlin. And we need these two energies right. inside of ourselves. Right. And that's energy medicine in the Aboriginal, Shamanic, Seneca, Celtic tradition that we do here. Yeah. <laughs> it's that we apply directly to that energy, mm-hmm. and we are really working to work past the cultural patriarchal belief systems that do not allow us to see that sacred feminine in its true energetic frequency. Right, right. And then as we align to that, both men and women, then um, we find, like, the sacred masculine is such an amazing energy. Um, and I met him one, like the first time I met him, and I'll tell you the story if you don't mind. No, I'd love to hear we it. We were in England, and we were doing a sacred woman's thing for 10 days with all these lovely ladies. Um, and we were planting stones, actually, from Sedona, Arizona, <laughs> into some of the earth grids. This is before the earth grid was really kind of up and running, and we were kind of... Um, doing some earth mysteries work. And so we were doing some specific work, and we had done it for about 10 days. And we went to this particular um, place, and I went to go do the ceremony, and out of my mouth came, I am the sacred masculine, and I have been trapped, for I am not in the world of spirit, and not in the world of earth, for when the sacred mother was suppressed, I was lost. Will you release me? Mm. And it was like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess there's something else going on here. And right. and so, you know, I turned to the ladies that I was working with because we always, again, work cooperatively and we never impose. And we agreed that, yes, this was a true teaching and something significant was, again, being asked of us. And that's what we do is we go to the land and we say, okay, what do you want us to do? <laughs> Right. Which is a very different approach to yes. what other people do. Yeah. Because they kind of go there and they're going to tell the land what's going to happen, right? <laughs> and, um, it kind of doesn't really work that way. No. 
Um, And so that really, that particular, like, so those kinds of moments, right, that I've had in the journey, that the teaching is so profound that you spend two or three years sort of working with it. And then you, you get it to that place where, okay, it's now integrated in your in you right through color through sound you know through you know cathartic um you know inquiry right right as to you know really examining in inter- you know that's what mindfulness is about being right. mindful of your thoughts and your feelings yeah. and you know your experiences mm-hmm. so that you can ground a new you know ground an understanding that is not of your head, but that is of your heart. Yes, right, exactly. And so I, it was a long answer. No, no, it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I just love this a concept. I mean, it's not just a concept. It's actually an energy of the sacred masculine coming back in now. I mean, and, yes. and we need it so badly because we've had the, when, when women were suppressed several thousand years ago, we had the energy of the of the raw and uh, I don't know damaged masculine that had has ruled. But that's not really the masculine. Right? Yeah, you know, and this is the issue. You know, right. I I think really again, this is what I love about the Celtic calendar. Sort of coming back to another wheel, is that you know one minute after winter solstice, energetically we actually enter into the sacred masculine time. Mm. And, you know, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're being taught by him all the time if we allow ourselves. Um, but you know, he, he archetypally, he, you know, he's Merlin, he's Nelson Mm. Mandela, he's, you know, um, King Arthur, you know, he's, Mm. you know, a lot of really interesting, you know, he's the green man, you Mm. know, he, he can be a lot of archetypes. This is what I like about shamanic archetype of healing is, and it doesn't matter which one you pick, right? Like, you can pick Christ, you can pick the Sun King, you know. Right. Um, you can pick, you know, in our tradition, you know, we pick the Sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we figure no one's done anything to that yet, right? Like, it doesn't have a lot of contacts, right? So right. it's pure energy. Right. And then we pick the Moon, right? So those are our, you know, really basic archetypes so that you can just really not move past the personalities. But... It's, it's kind of fun. I think yeah. archetypal shamanic energy healing can be really fun when you start to play with the archetypes and right. start asking you, yourself even, well, what does my sacred masculine look like, right? Yeah. And, um, and we love asking that question to, to women and men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's and a ask good... the, you know the men, what it, where is your, you know, and so I meet men, and this is, I think, part of, what I think is so interesting in the time that we're living in now and the work that I do, because now I can look at someone and I can actually see the proportion of their sacred feminine and their sacred masculine. Yes. And I think that's what our youth is really tapping into when we see a lot of our youth these days really asking for, you know, non-gender reality, right? Right. Like for our youth are kind of really, um, that that's someone told me that's their re- rebellion to us. Um, I don't. I, I really don't know if that's their rebellion, but I kind of think it's their statement, and it's not a bad energetic one to consider. No, no it's very important actually, because what they're wanting to, what I see that young people are wanting to do is just what you're saying. They're 
they're trying to get to the the sacred all, and and it it includes all of it. Uh, it includes all the different sexualities, whether it's and, and really the patriarchy has hurt both men and women, and it's yes. really kind of time that we move into really exploring the frequency and allowing people to just really kind of decide what's right for them. Right. Exactly. You know, if you want to live in a traditional relationship and you're happy, then I'm very happy for you too. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to live in a non-traditional relationship and you're happy, then I'm happy again. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, I guess we would say in our tradition, it's really also none of our business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you stay in mine, your will, I'll stay in mine. And that's, a good, that's a good beginning for peace. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Well, I it's, it's a, such a pleasure talking. I want to I want to come back. I want to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and then we're going to. I'd like to talk more about uh, your school of energy medicine, the the Whispering Song School that you have in Canada, and we'll be right back. I'm uh, speaking with Gaishita Kiwak. She is a Seneca and a Italian Gypsy mix, and who is here giving us so much information about the medicine wheel and the sacred uh, teachings of the mother. And we will be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. The musical selections today are from Gashida Kiwak's album In Her Name. This one called Awake. <laughs> This is your host for Evolve, Robin White Turtle Listening, and I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone, and I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, so you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have uh, five books. Uh, Four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, my recent, more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love, and this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things. 
You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show. Hi, welcome back. This is Robin White Turtle Lisney. And my guest today is Gashida Kiwak, who is a medicine person, a seer, a tribal elder, and a leader of Earth-based spirituality. Uh, she lives in Canada and moves around the world uh, between Toronto, Lakefield, and Avalon Retreat Center in the Madawaska Valley. Um, she also does um, uh, geomancy in different parts of the world, and I'm we're going to get to that, but first I want to ask you, Gaishida, about your your whispering song, School of Energy Medicine, because you're you're doing this work, teaching what we've been talking about with the medicine wheel at your school. So can you give us some information about it? And I yeah, just it's, love it's, that you're doing this work. <laughs> well, you know, again, I you know, my grandmother always used to tell me that I had my own work and although she, you know, we have different gifts and she was a great teacher, but she was never actually a healer. Um mm. and so I began doing healing work, you know, fairly young and I studied again with um uh some Lakota elders and um but I really did travel the world sort of you know, honing a gift because there weren't a lot of teachers. And um, so I, 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 I again, um, you know, traveled quite a while and then finally I came home and, you know, I was told by my elders it was time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I founded a school called the Whispering Song School of Energy Medicine, um, primarily because I work so much with sound and frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started out, you know, just sort of doing general interest courses um, and sacred site tours and workshops. And um, and it just, you know, blossomed. So, mm-hmm. you know, right now we have our general interest programs. We're moving into some, you know, stuff online so that we can connect more to our international community, uh, which is very exciting for us. Uh, we've had a four-year um, or to six-year mentorship uh, apprenticeship program where mm-hmm. we teach people to be shamanic practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then now we're sort of expanding out and moving into, like, programs for professional therapists and doctors and health professionals. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's been quite a journey, and but it's been really wonderful. And most of it has been given to us from the Earth Mother and the sacred sites and things that we've been to around the world. Oh, that's exciting. So you have a six-year program, four- to six-year program that you do, um, and and this is all, I just want to say, it's all on your website, thewhisperingsong.ca, which is in Canada. So I I wanted to, uh, you do do a four- to six-year program. In the Madawaska Valley, we Mm -hmm. have um, land that we call the Avalon Retreat Center. We call it ARC for short. Mm -hmm. Um, We're on a beautiful lake and also Mm -hmm. steward about, you know, 150 acres up there. on land that has never had electricity uh, that we call Magdalene's. Um, mm. And so the four-year program, for nine months, they come once a month to, to hang out with me on the land. Mm. Um, and we teach, you know, um, the medicine wheel, the animal totems. Um, 
we teach about the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional bodies. We talk about, we spend a lot of talk about truth, which is not subjective. Mm -hmm. And we talk about in our journey energetically that we're in our lessons and learnings. And so the school has two components. So there's our clinic because we really understand that when you're working with these energies that are so higher frequency and focused on the teachings that are universal in their application, I mean, we see them in all the teachings, um, but that as a result of our connection to that, there is a, there is a, a, a psychological, psychotherapeutic uh, process that takes place. Right. Uh, and, and we, I started the four-year program because um, I'm very annoyed that people want to do this work and don't honor it as a craft mm-hmm. and as a really important skill that takes time to develop. And so I really appreciate the students we've had um, and who have studied with me because they're very skilled. They leave here very skilled Mm -hmm. um, and ready for whatever potential possibilities could happen. And I think that that's really an important part. And I don't know that you can, um, like it's really a tradition and ultimately our, our, our apprentices begin to live a lifestyle of sustainability, uh, whatever that is for them, right? Mm-hmm. Because, again, everyone is different. And so, you know, I have, um, you know, lawyers who have taken my courses, for example, and then moved their work into mediation, mm-hmm. right? Right. We're not really unhappy <laughs> about kind of where their life was mm-hmm. and then through taking the course and learning the things they learned, got to a place where they felt strong enough to shift their current connection to things that didn't feel energetically appropriate. Right. And I think that takes time, right. you know, to honor honor that process. And, 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 you know, other times we've had, you know, nurses who have, um, and psychotherapists who have, you know, really brought the work into their practices and, uh, um, and then we have people who are shamans, and so they're doing the energy work, or they've moved into other ways of doing work, but it was based on work that we've taught them. Right. Okay. Because, again, your gifts, we teach that you're evolving all the time. Right. So your gifts aren't static. Like, they just, okay, now I can see, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, if we're doing this kind of work, we're sort of really always evolving into new gifts and new understandings and new ways of, of working with people. And maybe something that took, uh, and I think this is the gift of energy medicine. You know, when I was younger, <laughs> you know, I would have a lot more regalia or medicine items or those kinds of things. And mm-hmm. I think they were valid tools, which we still teach in the school, for example. Um, but, you know, as you integrate the energies, you don't really need it. Right. And right. to the point where it, you don't need it. Right. And, right. you know, for maybe a first-year student, you know, they can't even believe you gave them a medicine item. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> they're still learning that it's okay for them to receive, right? right. So, right. you know, because maybe historically in their journey, you know, that wasn't something that was a strong, a strong thing in their childhood or in their upbringing. Right. So, you know, we find a a lot of the time it's, you know, it's, it's really teaching people that it's okay for them to talk to God. Yes. And that actually the goddess creation actually wants to talk to them and 
actually would like to enter into a co-creative relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really like what, if I could give you one sentence, I think we, we really teach people to enter into the co-creative relationship um, that is theirs. Yes. And I think that's really what's different about our program is we're not trying to make you like everyone else. We're trying to make you you. Who right. are you? Right. Who are you supposed to be? And how are your gifts supposed to come through? Um, and, you know, our curriculum is very vast, you know, over a four-year period where we're evolving our mental, emotional, spiritual, um, and physical selves. Yeah. Wow. It's a, It sounds very comprehensive because, of course, it would be over that long length of time. And it also sounds like you're you're really helping people be all they can be, which is you know in complete alignment with everything I'm trying to do as well. So I, I really appreciate that because so many people want to lay on a dogma or a you know or a particular way of doing something, and it and and we're so much more unique than that. So you know we and, and it's fun because yeah. we teach it in a circle so that. Also, you know, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, you get people who are very intuitive, but they're not in their bodies. Right. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> they can't manifest anything on the earth plane because they're never here. Right. right? Exactly. Um, and then you'll get people who are also very physical in the same, in the same class. Right. Right. So that is something we use those dynamics, right, in the mm. contain, what we call, we call it the container because... Mm. It's our cir- it's your they, their circle, right. and then they build the energy. We teach them, you know, you're, this is your circle. We're not going to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. You want a good circle, then you're going to have to figure out how to become how to what does that what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And that is very powerful. Yeah. And um, and then people really learn from each other mm-hmm. um, things that maybe would have been hard for them to learn if they were out in the regular world, right, and not being given this opportunity. And and it's really great, too, to, when you're doing this kind of work, um, you know, it's really, we see Friday night is like that journey, and they're journeying to the retreat center, and, you know, they come from different places, and, you know, but it's about, Friday night is about getting there, and but honoring that pilgrimage, right, that, you know, and then really not going out for dinner in downtown Toronto or not, you know, going and seeing your mother-in-law just because we gave you the night off, right? <laughs> like, it's really about you stay in the energy, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we often will have then at our retreat center, you know, how we can bring um, the elementals and the creature teachers in the natural world into the work that we're doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we work with the fire and the, the water and the air and the earth and but then we'll talk about that you know mm-hmm. the difference of the earth or and and depending on who they are like sometimes we have students where we do fire walks because they're the kind of people you need to do fire walks with and then other times you know it's all about the water because that's that's their gen- that's their gift is more connected to the water so why would you mm-hmm. teach them fire if they're water right mm-hmm. um or why would you teach fire people water? But, you know, someone who has fire, it's about helping them temper that fire. Right, right. Right? How are you using that fire? And, you know, and the water people, again, okay, yeah, you are never can make up your mind. But, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to ground yourself a little bit more. And, and, you know, because, again, for us, in energy medicine, 
Um, and in all of the wisdom wheels, we say, you know, you're either in your lessons and learnings or you're in truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing to be in your lessons and learnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we came here. That's why we incarnate, is mm-hmm. to learn um, and is to grow. Right. Um, and that's the secret to longevity, right. is, is to be a lifelong learner. Um, but we have these belief systems that we are bad and wrong if we don't know something. Right. Um, and I think that's hilarious because, you know, I, I'm always saying, well, I don't know anything. Right. And it's, it's the part of me that doesn't know anything that has all these great conversations with the mother because, right. you know, she'll tell me. Well, because I'll say, I don't know. And she'll say, oh, well, it's this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know, there's so much to learn. <laughs> yeah, well, it, you, exactly. I mean, and you come, you come to that teaching with a humility that's like, I don't know. So then you're, you're allowing for the teaching to be there. I mean, it's people that already know everything that uh, actually have a harder time. Because <laughs> then spirit has to crack them over the head with their lessons. So I love that humility. And also teaching that to other people, you know, because I think a lot of people don't, don't know how important that is to, to yeah, be we, open. Yeah, we had a great conversation just this weekend, and we were really talking about how, you know, because culturally in most people's lives, honor and respect actually isn't modeled. Yes, yes. So yeah. how can you ask for something that you've never seen right. or have rarely experienced? So, right. yeah. So we like to say that honor and respect isn't uh, agreement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that, but with honor, respect, and trust, we grow love. Yes. Yeah. That's great. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I love learning about what you're doing. Um, we're going to take another little break, and then we'll come back. And I want to learn from you about geomancy and what you're doing with geomancy worldwide because I know this is a huge area helping to align the energies of the earth so we'll be right back we're speaking with Gashida Kiwak and she is a Seneca uh, medicine person seer, tribal elder and leader of earth-based spirituality Uh, she takes people to sacred sites and she has a retreat center in the Avalon Retreat Center and the Magdalene area uh, outside Toronto. So we're looking forward um, to hearing more, and we'll be right back. This is Robin White Turtle Listening, and the show is Evolve. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, 
and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, this is Robin White Turtle-Lissy, and we're back. I'm with Gaishida Kiwak, who is uh, from Canada, and she is an elder uh, in Seneca tradition, as well as a, a, a tribal leader and seer and leader of Earth-based spirituality. Uh, she works primarily in Canada uh, at the Avalon Retreat Center in the Madawaska Valley, and that is north of Toronto. Is that where it's located? Yes, and I, and I work in Toronto and in the Madawaska Valley. So. Oh, that's exciting. And um, then she also works uh, with sacred sites around the world. Uh, she, since 2011, Gaishita's uh, eldership was consecrated, and she's acknowledged in the eyes of her community and tribe as an elder and peacekeeper. And she's known as a messenger of the mother. So I'm so delighted to have you. We were getting involved in talking about geomancy, and it's one of my favorite topics. I love uh, hearing about how people can help align with the earth. We talked about it a little bit, but uh, you were talking about moving stones around at this one site. <laughs> I want you to keep going on that because it's so exciting to me. Can you talk about what you do when you take these trips and how you Absolutely, work? Absolutely, because it's our passion. Yeah. Um, you know, again, for me, I, I really understand that the earth is not separate from me. And so uh, because I hold that in my consciousness, then she speaks to me. And so um, I travel around the world in my sacred site work um, that I've been doing for over 30 years now. Um, and usually I'm called to go to a particular place. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've traveled quite internationally, but um, I've been, you know, I've done a lot of work in England, Ireland, Scotland, Malta, South America. Um, and, um, you know, these are really, you know, you go to, you know, sacred sites that people know of and people in places that people don't know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they're all significant. Mm -hmm. And you, when you go to these sites, um, it's really always important that you go to ask, um, that you're always asking the land and, you know, the ancestors of the land, the guardians of the land, um, that you acknowledge them. So for us, it's very much about going, we carry sage or tobacco, um, white desert sage is one of my personal medicines, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're, we're very clear that we're there to help, mm -hmm. and, um, and so, you know, it's just, it's just, it's been a really amazing process. It's hard to describe in the sense, um, Robin, a little bit because, um, you know, a lot of it is integrated for me and I'm doing a lot of work now in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have this Trans-Canada Trail um, in honor of the 150th um, year of Canada and I'm quite excited about it because for me it represents a ley line um, that I've been dreaming about that goes across Canada and then into the United States my whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, and we also steward, you know, land in northern Ontario. So, you know, by going to these different sacred sites around the world, um, I've really been able to um, learn from those places that were marked by the ancestors so very long ago. Uh -huh. And a lot of those are like living, breathing calendars and monuments. They're mm -hmm. really a, a astronomy uh, calendars to, mm -hmm. to the Celtic calendar, mm -hmm. most of them. Mm -hmm. um, 
And that's really what is really fascinating. And so you go to these places and then you begin to realize that it's not just like Stonehenge. It's like, it's like a complex. Mm-hmm. And that, right. you know, there's, there's quite a complicated system. Um, and if you do that sort of 360 degree, which is sort of the wonderful thing about Cornwall or Ireland, um, you know, there's places there still where when they light the fire, right? Um, you know, at the, at the, you know, the solstice, right, for example, or at the Beltane, um, you can actually see the fire go across the land. Right. Um, and that's the song lines, right? That's right. the earth grit. And so a lot of our, these sacred sites around the world, known and unknown, um, were purposely, um, um, you know, brought about for ceremony and for ritual so that the elders could actually listen to the earth right. so that they would know kind of if there was going to be, you know, a bad crop possibly the next year or, you know, it's about that kind of thing. You understand? They're, right. they're, 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 it's a place of conversation. Right. And But every place on the earth is sacred. And I think that's really kind of also what we love about the geomancing here in Canada is that in northern Ontario it's such a beautiful area. But, you know, geomancing also is part of where you live. Right. You know, your homes, right? Right. Um, You know, you start to realize that you can bring that energy um, to all the place, to to your homes. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, you know, um, I really love that I've learned to bring the energy up from the earth grid through my own home here, for example, in downtown Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And really know that, you know, people come into my house and they say, you know, it's really different in your house, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's the energy, Yeah. because we invite the energy of the earth to be here, Right. and we really understand that the house, you know, my own grandmother used to say that a house that was loved would live forever, mm-hmm. you know, but a house that wasn't loved would fall apart, you know, even if it was new, right, right. Um, and and it because there's really that that geomancing energy and you know geomancing really is the the you know following the energies of the earth right. and so with the aboriginal song lines you know you know in australia they talk about the song lines but you know they're really just the ley lines that connect right. these powerful places around the world right uh, and so we've done a lot of work, you know, in very famous places like Newgrange, in, mm. you know, in the Boyne Valley, um, where, you know, for example, you know, in Joseph Campbell's book, he talks about, you know, uh, you know, the grain and the white mother um, and, you know, an alignment to the planet Venus. Um, and, you know, again, you know, they took they had no idea and then eventually in the last couple of years through the lunar standstill you know they started to realize that from these folk tales are also you know it's actual science and right. that these alignments are significant right. uh, and so in our tradition we really believe that we're being reactivated to the to the real to the teachings of the mother uh, um and like they're like time capsules that have been waiting for us or libraries, if you will. Uh, yeah. um, for me, it's like a library. And as my students like to say, I have a very good library card. 
Yeah. Well, so when we go to these places, we like to tell people, please don't bring anything that isn't biodegradable. Bring your prayers and bring your good intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ask not what you can get from the site, but ask what you can do for it. Yeah. Um, and establish a relationship always with the ancestors and always ask for the highest and greatest good. And, um, but we find when we, you know, you do that, then you begin, you know, I remember the very first time it it started really happening when I was in my early twenties and I would go places and I went to Haleaka creator, creator in uh, Maui and, um, we had wonderful experience there and, uh, as I was leaving, you know, the ancestors came to me and they, they had these scrolls in their hands and they said, you know, we'd like to give you these. And I was like, well, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? You know, like I was thinking, you don't mean the person standing beside me? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they can't see us. <laughs> you seem to be the only one who's ever showed up that can talk to us. Yeah, right. Um, and so it's sort of like that, and so you, you learn to not think about that experience, because if you think about it, then you can't have it. Right. And, uh, but what I love is that my students say that when you go on a sacred site trip, it's like, you know, um, 400 sessions. <laughs> right. Because you really indoctrinate yourself into the teachings of the land, um, and we do ritual, and we do ceremony, um, and many of these sites, of course, are activated by sound. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so just even singing your own name right. um, can be a real wonderful way to connect, connect to them. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've been very instrumental in supporting the Earth Grid. I, I like to think that the Earth Grid is alive and well right yeah. now. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of people are, you know, holding frequencies. I think what I love the most are, are the people I meet at some of these places like English heritage or, you know, you go to countries where in Malta, for example, UNESCO has some really amazing sites, right? Mm. And the temples of Malta um, are some of the oldest dedicated to the mother. Uh, And you meet these very diverse and very different people and they work at these sites um, and they all know that they're doing something special by supporting people by coming. And I think, you know, that that's also been a very you know wonderful experience is to meet the people mm-hmm. right right. Uh, right you know we went to Kildare we uh, I've done a lot of work there um in the, with Bridget and we've hung out with the Bridgeting nuns and um went an amazing sacred site trip there um and we did because the Irish love to sing right where right. you know so we had our drums and you know we're traditional singers um and so it was such a wonderful cultural exchange that took place between us so that, um, you know, when they had the closing mass, the Canadians sang the closing closing song. Oh, wow. You know, so there it was. You know, we had that, you know, Celtic Christianity, right. <laughs> pagan Bridget, you know, and all, you know, it was quite a very diverse crowd, but, you know, globally, um, but again, it was the music that really brought us together right. you know, and connected us. How exciting. How exciting. Well, you're going to be doing some things in Mountain View at East West Bookshop here in California. And I wanted to give you some time to talk about that a little bit because you've been in all kinds of different places, the energy psychology conferences here in, in the U.S. and Canada and a number of other places. 
but coming to Mountain View is special to me because um, I'm a part of that community and do readings there and healing work. So uh, when are you coming and what's going on? <laughs> Tell me about well, I'm very, it. I'm very excited because I have a wonderful connection um, with the manager and we met at the Energy Psychology Conference and then he invited me to come visit. I mentioned I was coming back to California. Um, I'm doing an information night about the work and to meet me and mm -hmm. um, I'll be singing some of my songs from my new album called In Her Name. Um, a lot of my music is uh, based on uh, places that I've been around the world, mm -hmm. uh, and they tend to be, um, you know, some of them are very simple chants, and others can, you know, are work that I've been working on for over 30 years, songs mm -hmm. that have come from the different places that I've been. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so I want to kind of get a sense of what people are looking for, talk about energy medicine, um, but I'm very excited because when we spoke about kind of different things that I could do is I'm going to do a group shamanic alchemy. So um, these are based on, I believe at this point that all the issues are the same, that the dramas are different. Uh -huh. um, and so um, it's really for people who are quite interested in moving on to their next place. Um, we really believe collective overlays are impeding us, um, that if we can come together um, in a collective manner that um, we can facilitate great change right. and um, particularly if we can establish a, a collective intent and okay. so in the group alchemy or shamanic journeys that we do is we really take you inside your soul and we find the parts of you that are impeding your soul's journey and help you understand um, that they're not in the way but they're trying to teach you something right and as we learn that teaching um, then um, we allow that teaching to find expression and then we can reintegrate and really move into receiving the blessing, what we call the blessing um, mm -hmm. of who you are as a soul. And so we'll be doing that. There's only 20 spots, so I'm just mentioning that. Um, but I'm really hopeful um, that people will enjoy that work because I'm excited to be able to bring that work mm. uh, to to California and to share it because I've really done, this will be my maiden voyage in uh, ah. doing this work in America. Cool. And that's going to be October 19th. That's a Wednesday night is your intro. Is that right? 7 to 9? And then Thursday the 20th, you're going to be... No, yeah, no, I think it's like, I think the Wednesday is the talk, the Thursday is the GA. Um, okay. Okay. Let me see. No, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm there. Oh, okay. Three days. That's exciting. Yes. Okay. So, so I'm there for a Friday talk. Oh, a Friday um, talk, 18th. And then we're doing the G, the group alchemy on the Wednesday, and then I think Thursday there's some space for anyone who would like some uh, personal work. With Private me. sections. Okay. Terrific. Terrific. Well, Gaishita, I'm so excited that you have been able to talk to me today. We have so much more that we could talk about, but we're going to have to save it for another time. Uh, we're so aligned in the things that we're doing, and um, I'm so excited that I'd love to have you meet my elder who's doing work, work with the earth and her on her property up in uh, Mountain View. And Anyway, we'll get to that. So I'm, I've been speaking with... Uh, Gashida Kiwak, who is a medicine person, seer, and a tribal elder, and a leader of earth-based spirituality. Uh, she works uh, out of the Toronto area, northern uh, in North American sacred sites, 
she works at the Avalon Retreat Center in Magdalene, uh, which is the a big Madawaska Valley, as I understand it. Is that correct? Well, yes, very much so. Okay, <laughs> and she works she works with the mysteries and the uh, earth mysteries and the movement of the earth through geomancy, which is very exciting to me. So she is uh, known uh, as messenger of the mother, and she's been consecrated and acknowledged in her community and tribe as an elder and peacekeeper. And it's been a great honor to have you here. Um, thank you so much for, for offering your time and energy for the show. So. Well, it's been so wonderful to meet you, uh, Robin, and I'm really looking forward to coming out to, to California again. Um, I so enjoyed my time there. Yeah. And, uh, and really, truly thank you, too, for the work that you're doing. Yeah, my pleasure. So, okay, this is Robin White Turtle Listney, and the show is Evolve. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carasella. Please join us next time for Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m.